You're listening to the On Fire Empire podcast, episode number 34. Welcome back to another episode of On Fire Empire. I'm your host, Kelly Bennett, and hey, it has been a while. I've actually been on a pretty long break from recording, as many of you know. And what have I been doing in the last few months? How come you haven't been getting any new episodes? Well, I've been on a bit of a recording sabbatical, if you will, because I've been really focused on another project, which we'll tell you about in just a little bit. But I just want to tell you, I am so glad to be back to the microphone and sharing with you, my friends. This episode is called, Has Life Got You Down? Well, then it's time to ask a different question. You know, I'm recording this during the kickoff of the 2019 holiday season. In fact, Thanksgiving is just a few days away. And well, for some people, it's, I know, it's a very sad season. You know, the other day, I I ran across a friend, hadn't seen her for a while, and I asked her, so are you excited about the holidays? And she said, oh, yes, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And the only thing is, This year, I'm hoping to be able to really decorate and dig in. I said, but what's the hesitation? And she said, well, my husband, he suffered quite a loss with his father a few years ago. And honestly, Kelly, the last few years, he hasn't wanted to decorate. He hasn't wanted to have a Christmas tree up. Nothing. Because the season meant something very sad to him in light of the loss of his father. I thought about that and I I know that for so many people, the holidays can trigger some unexpected and lonely and sad moments. So this might be you or it might be someone you love. And let me tell you right now, if you're good, you're not feeling down right now, but someone you know is going through something, then please, I beg you to share this episode because it may be the game changer they need and just in the nick of time. As we dive in, I just want to say that this episode is dedicated to the memory of Paul Bain, my friend of 35 years, a very special man who asked a very different question. I'll share a little bit more about Paul later in the show. Well, bad things happen that change the way we see the holiday season sometimes. This might be the first holiday after, say, a failed marriage where the landscape looks a bit different, and perhaps you feel alone. The family could be divided, and well, maybe you're not seeing your kids, or maybe you're not seeing your in-laws like you've done for so many years, and it's just not the same. Or perhaps you've just lost a mother, a brother, a husband, maybe a father to cancer, and like my friend and her husband, you don't feel like putting up the Christmas tree. And frankly, you don't see that there's anything to celebrate. Or maybe you're sick or you're in the midst of a financial crisis, any number of things. Well, you, my friend, are missing hope. And I'll bet you dollars to donuts that you're not able to see past the moment. So if I asked you what you're looking forward to in this coming new year, would you have a hard time answering that question? Well, that's because when you're feeling hopeless, your vision is clouded and you can't envision the future. In fact, when you're feeling hopeless, you often feel there is absolutely no future. And that feeling leads to that feeling of helplessness. 
So what's the healing balm that can help you through this holiday season? Stay tuned. I'll be back in just a minute to fill you in. This episode of On Fire Empire is brought to you by Kelly Bennett's new book, Victim Is Not Your Name, Remembering Your True Identity in the Myths of Life's Challenges. Find out more at victimisnotyourname.com. That's victimisnotyourname.com. Welcome to the On Fire Empire. Each week, seasoned divorce and business lawyer, mediator, CEO, and surf diva Kelly Bennett will help you discover strategies and smarter paths to big results. As you listen, you may ask yourself, how'd Kelly know I was going through that? It may feel like she's a fly on the wall of your life. She's intuitive, direct, and on point. Kelly brings the amazing lessons from her life's work to the table to set you up for a blazing bright future. We firmly believe lasting empires happen when well-rounded leaders achieve personal happiness, live out their calling, and develop meaningful relationships. Now it's time to hear from Kelly and her crew of experts. Learn some new strategies, challenge your way of thinking, and get juiced about igniting your empire of a lifetime. The information provided in this podcast is for general interest only and not intended as legal advice, nor does it create an attorney-client relationship between you and Kelly. And now, here's Kelly. Okay, well, welcome back, friends. All right, at the top of the show, I mentioned I'm back after a couple of month hiatus from recording any new episodes here at On Fire Empire, and that's because I just finished my new book called Victim Is Not Your Name, Remembering Your True Identity in the Midst of Life Challenges. The book is literally, as I record, in the publishing phase, and we're launching it in January of 2020. But through this episode and this topic, I wanted to give you a little sneak peek. So yes, that's what I've been up to the last couple of months. In Victim Is Not Your Name, I actually touched on the topic we're talking about today in chapter nine of that book. And in chapter nine, it's called How to Disrupt Victim Habits. That's where I give the reader six super effective ways to disrupt what I call victim habits. So first, let me share just a bit about what I mean about victim habits. Well, first, I wrote Victim Is Not Your Name for people who have gone through significant life challenges and feel like they're in a perpetual state of suffering and just can't seem to move past it. So for those folks, the villain in their story is what I call the victim habit. That villain is neither the person nor the circumstance that harmed you. The victim habit is how you define yourself. It's actually a way of being. It's a pattern of behaviors that you developed in response to the harms you've suffered. The victim habit creates roadblocks in your relationships with the people that you need the most. And you know what? Victim habits sell you a bill of goods. Why? Well, because they convince you that you're someone you're not. A victim habit leaves you feeling hopeless and helpless. It leaves you questioning your values and questioning everything that you previously believed to be good and true. Well, my life's work so far has been an absolute privilege. It's one where I've stood shoulder to shoulder with so many beautiful souls who've endured pain at the hands of others 
and because of unexpected circumstances. I've watched the victim habit in action, and my heart always hurts when I watch and observe that suffering that's been going on. So you, dear listener, I want you to know that your suffering does not have to be a life sentence. Over the last 30 years, and I've shared this before, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from on this. I've worked as a trial lawyer. Many of you know I've worked as a business lawyer counseling entrepreneurs who are starting and growing their companies. And I've represented business owners and many organizational leaders who've been right in the middle of some really serious and complicated problems. Sometimes those problems have been very, very personal. And this has been the kind of thing where the viability of their life's work was at risk. And of course, I've worked heavily in family law where I've negotiated, mediated, and litigated for so many people who've had some really horrible and sometimes really unthinkable things happen. They've been betrayed by those that they've trusted absolutely the most. Many of these folks have found themselves starting all over again. And then I've also served as an elected official, a mayor, and a regional government leader where I got to create systems and processes for productivity, help the organizations and many committees and government committees attain really lofty goals, and I've helped them solve very large-scale problems. So because I've worked so heavily in the people and problems business, well, I've learned a lot about the human ability to survive and to thrive as a result of adversity. So I want you to know, if you're feeling low and you're feeling like you've been a victim of something and you don't know how to move forward, I want you to know that feeling safe Living with certainty that you're not only going to be okay, but you're going to be well, that feeling is well within your reach today. Becoming free of the burdensome thoughts that preoccupy your mind, it is possible. And I know so many who feel stuck really don't think so. Please know and understand that you're not alone in your pain. You can be restored to deep healthy connections with others. And you can restore love and celebration and joy in your daily life. Those things are available to you and they will come. I was motivated to write Victim Is Not Your Name to provide you with a plan for eradicating your victim habits. This is a process to move you out of discontentedness and into a place of peace. Victim is Not Your Name provides tools to help you up-level into a life of significance, joy-filled experiences, and hopefulness. So if you're not looking forward to the holidays, I want you to hear me out because I think today is going to provide you with some helpful tools on turning it around. So one of the ways to disrupt victim habits is to rewire your brain. Yeah, I know. It sounds a little funny. What are we talking about? Well, modern science and the study of the brain shows that, in fact, you can and I can rewire parts of our brain to think differently. And it's kind of interesting because the science proves that we actually have some control over this. And that's pretty good news, don't you think? As I wrote about how brain rewiring works, one of the components of that discussion is all about choosing. That's right, choice. 
So in Victim Is Not Your Name, I share with you the story of Dr. Viktor Frankl. Many of you have probably heard of Dr. Frankl. He was a very famous German psychiatrist during World War II, and he was imprisoned in multiple Nazi concentration camps, including one of the worst, Auschwitz. So Dr. Frankl, well, not only did he survive years in the camps, but he went on to write the epic book, Man's Search for Meaning. Now, if you haven't read Man's Search for Meaning, I encourage you to do so. It was written a long time ago, but it is a gift. Absolutely. And we'll link to that in the show notes on Kelly Bennett Esquire. That's kellybennettesq.com forward slash 034 for episode 34. And you can find the link to Man's Search for Meaning there. Dr. Frankel, in Man's Search for Meaning, he shared the discoveries that he made, not only as a prisoner of the concentration camps, but as an observer about human suffering and key shifts in our thinking that made a huge difference in whether victims survived and how well they survived. So like I said, this is a sneak peek. So let me give you the first little blip from the audible version of Victim Is Not Your Name. Ready? Here we go. The Nazis infamously stripped their prisoners of every worldly possession, their own clothes, their names, their identities. They reduced their prisoners to barely breathing skeletons with numbers tattooed on them for identification. And that was all. Dr. Frankel noted that while seemingly everything can be taken from a man, his life in the concentration camp proved that there was one thing that could never be taken away. The last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given circumstances, to choose one's own way. Dr. Frankel concluded that every day, every hour, we're given the opportunity to decide whether or not we will become what he called the plaything of circumstance. So what do you decide to do instead of allowing yourself to become your circumstances plaything? Watch this. Instead of looking at life, or put another way, at your creator, and asking, what have you got for me? Ask a different question. First, understand that when you look at life with a view toward what it has to offer you, you're missing the future, the hope. The secret of survival that Dr. Frankel observed in the few who survived with remarkable mental strength was their ability to pivot that question. What's my assignment in all of this? The pivot was from, what do I get out of this, to, what's my assignment, the learning, the growth opportunity for me in all of this? The survivors who were able to see purpose and meaning in life, despite the unimaginable daily horrors of the concentration camps, were those who recognized the abundance of opportunities to add to a deeper meaning to their lives through their circumstances and through their suffering. Frankel discovered that those prisoners who could not see beyond their immediate circumstances Those who could not see the opportunity to build their inner strength through their circumstances were not able to see nor aim to fulfill their purposes in life. What became of them? Well, these beings began to suffer an inner mental decay followed by a rapid physical decay. They became preoccupied with retrospective thoughts, 
living in the past. Preoccupation with the past was a coping mechanism to avoid the pain of the present, but it was a mental death sentence. So where are you spending your mental life, your inner thoughts? Are you finding yourself preoccupied with the past in happier, different times, thus avoiding the growth opportunities in present suffering? The danger is described poignantly by Dr. Frankel. He said, Instead of taking the camp's difficulties as a test of their inner strength, they did not take their life seriously and despised it as something of no consequence. They preferred to close their eyes and live in the past. Life for such people became meaningless. Instead of responding to your present circumstances with, Life is meaningless. I have nothing to live for. Life has let me down. The pivot is in order. The question becomes, Life, what do you expect from me? Or said another way, What is the right and noble way to respond to the challenges in my life today? What assignments are you giving me right now? Life, God, universe? To grow my inner strength and to do what's right and honorable. What assignment is life giving you today? Will you accept it and get on with it? The task is at hand and with it comes remarkable opportunities. What a great hope that is for a future. Okay, so there's your little soundbiter excerpt from Victim Is Not Your Name, this little piece in chapter nine. And here's the point of all of that. Those beautiful souls who survived the concentration camps and survived well, those were the people who asked a different question, an uncommon question, different from the question that I'll tell you in 30 years of practicing law and leadership, Quite frankly, most people ask, the masses ask, the common questions. But those who ask the uncommon question, it saved their lives. So that was that difference between life, what do you have to offer me? What do you have to give me? Nothing. I'm so disappointed. That pivot, that key pivot is life, what assignment do you have for me? This difference was between hopelessness, helplessness, and life. So friends, my encouragement to you today as you roll into the holidays or any other season of life that you may be in and feeling down, consider the questions that you're asking as you think about your particular circumstances and how you are going to respond to them. That's right. You have a choice in how you're going to respond, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, and especially right now during the holidays. So again, are you looking at life and asking, why bother? Life has nothing to offer me. So what's the point? If you are, then it's time to pivot big time. So right now, I want you to take just a minute and I want you to write down your why bother questions. Write them down. Be honest. How are you thinking about this holiday season? Do you feel like it's not even worth putting up the tree, going to any kind of a special Thanksgiving dinner, accepting the invitations, or maybe you don't have anywhere to go? Write down your why bother questions. So look at those questions. 
They don't lead your mind to the hope that truly is there waiting for you. Do you recognize in those questions how they drag your mind down to a dead end? Well, in fact, those questions, they actually distract you from the fact that you truly do have a hopeful future ahead of you. The why bother, what's life got to offer me now questions, those are really rabbit trails. You know, when you're talking to somebody about a subject or some, maybe you're listening to a lecturer or a professor in school and they get off on a tangent and we say, uh, we got off on a rabbit trail. Well, that's what the why bother questions do to you. They really are taking you down rabbit trails. And it's time for you today, my friends, to get back on that main highway of life. So now I want you to take a second. And if you can, stop this recording and write down the better question. The question that those survivors and thrivers that Viktor Frankl talked about, the question those survivors and thrivers asked, what is the assignment life is giving me right now? And the second question, how can I use my pain? And what I'm going to talk to you about in a second, what we call redemptive pain to help someone else. So take a moment to write those questions down. And when we're finished with this episode, I really want you to go back and answer those questions, which are the key pivotal questions to turn this thing around. So redemptive pain. The idea of redemptive pain is taking the pain and the moments of suffering that you've been allowed to experience and use those moments. Use that pain, leverage it to help somebody else. So maybe in this season, you don't have a big family to go to on the holidays. Maybe it's just a different kind of holiday season for you. But I would hope that you would learn to ask that different question. And the add-on question of how you can use your redemptive pain to help someone else If you're going to be alone this season, choose not to be alone. Maybe it looks like searching out someone else who is just starting down the journey that you've already been through, whether it be the loss of a spouse to cancer or a loved one to Alzheimer's. You know, you have got a wealth inside of you of that pain that can be used in that redemptive fashion to help that other person who's just starting on that journey, which you've already gone through. Who else to better help them than you? That's the whole idea of redemptive pain. Now, about my friend Paul that I started at the top of the show. Paul had every reason to ask the why bother questions, but he chose to pivot. Let me share with you something. So Paul was a friend for 35 years. There's a very special group of people that I got to go to school with. We shared a year in Heidelberg, Germany, when we were sophomores in college. And that was so many years ago, around 1984, 1985. And yet that experience, that group of 50 of us through Pepperdine University, we've remained friends through the magic of social media and other things over the years. One of our friends was Paul. He was a great member of the group, and you know we're all in our early to mid-50s. And in 2017, right around Thanksgiving time, Paul 
got a diagnosis that none of us would want to get. And he was diagnosed with glioblastoma. If you don't know what it is, it's an aggressive and terminal form of brain cancer. And that just grieved all of our hearts. The other thing that was going on, by the way, is his diagnosis, as I recall, came in the midst of a divorce of a very long-term marriage. So like I said, Paul had every reason in the world to ask these why bother questions. But instead, he asked the question, what's the assignment God is giving me right now? And what he did in the months that followed just amazed us all. And he made a huge impact on the lives of so many people. And he truly left a legacy. So here's some of the words that Paul wrote as he started down the journey with terminal brain cancer. He said, how did I get here? My name is Paul Bain. I'm 53 years old. And that's a question I ask myself every day. In November of 2017, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma and aggressive and terminal brain cancer. The average lifespan of this type of diagnosis is 14 months, but 17 months later, I'm still kicking. I haven't lost hope for myself or for others with this disease. I haven't lost faith. Well, what Paul went on to do was he actually started a project a film about life after a terminal cancer diagnosis. And uh, some friends of ours and family within our old group of schoolmates, our Heidelberg Germany group, who were filmmakers, have started this wonderful film on Paul's life. And it's just in the final stages of being completed, only at the time of this recording, it's being completed without Paul. Because you see, my friends... After two years of fighting, and he put up a valiant fight, Paul went home to be with the Lord just a few weeks ago here in November of 2019. But Paul chose to leverage redemptive pain. He chose to do this movie on life after a terminal cancer diagnosis. And in addition to the movie, he was also developing an app called Chemo. Again, I'm going to link to some clips from the film that have been completed. I really want you to watch it because you're going to see somebody who will just blow you away in the face of adversity. And also a link to the descriptors about Chemotop. But Chemotop and the film were both motivated by Paul's desire to help other people understand what to expect when you get a very serious diagnosis, whether it be terminal or otherwise, and how to cope. And his biggest concern was how to help people reduce the anxiety that comes with this kind of a diagnosis. And he said, I want to give you hope that your future is not empty. And that, my friends, is really what was happening with those survivors and thrivers that Viktor Frankl talked about when they answered the question, Life, what do you have for me? What is the assignment? They were able to see a future that was not empty. And so did Paul. One of the things he said as he was on this journey through terminal cancer to other people who were suffering from the same thing is he said, remember, there's hope. Be the best you can be in this world while you're still in it. 
And he laughed and smiled up to the end. What an amazing gift Paul Bain was to all of us. And what an amazing example of him choosing to rewire a brain that was riddled with terminal cancer into something positive and hopeful and that he gave back to so many others. One of the things Paul said to the rest of us in our group of healthy 50-somethings over Facebook was the day that he discovered, it was in October of 2019, and it was the day that he went in to see if his tumor had was shrinking again or not. And the doctors gave him the bad news that no, in fact, it had grown. And in fact, another tumor had appeared in another part of his brain. So as he shared with us the hard news and in very candid words in our Facebook group (laughs) of Heidelbergers, he said, this is very hard news to deliver. And it looks like I probably have about two months to live. And that was pretty spot on. That's very much what happened. And Paul said to us, listen, to all of you, I want to encourage you to keep doing what you've been doing. This illness has brought you all together in love, and please keep doing that for each other as you age. And I want you to know, I will tell Jesus when I see him how wonderful you all have been. What a change in attitude. So my friends... For those of you who may be down in this season, I want to encourage you, pivot, answer the call, answer the assignment, and find out how much hope you truly do have ahead of you and how much of a future you truly do have. I'm going to end today's episode with the audio from the last few seconds of the video clip from Paul's film, on life after a terminal cancer diagnosis. May you be blessed by it. May you be encouraged by it. And may you move forward to ignite your empire. Ciao. Because there are so many people out there that have deadly diseases that are terminal and they're afraid. Or they're just getting a diagnosis that they have a terminal disease and they don't know what to do. And I'm exhausted you know, from, my, from my radiation treatment. But I'm so excited about the opportunity to put something like this together, have a project that I can do and that's going to have an impact on other people and help other people. It's just so exciting. And be sure to join us next week for episode 35, where I'm sharing three ways to overcome a damaged reputation when people talk smack about you. You won't want to miss it. With unexpected pain, trauma, abuse, or betrayals, you feel used up, exhausted, maybe angry, maybe depressed. In short, you feel like a victim of a wrongdoer, of circumstance, or both. You know intuitively that life just isn't meant to be this way, yet you feel stuck. A victimizer shouldn't get to ruin your life, but you just don't know how to move on. Well, the good news is there's a way out, and your life can get better, much better. In Victim Is Not Your Name, you'll discover a potent yet practical plan to move beyond suffering into a life of significance, joy, and hopefulness. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, a veteran attorney and mediator, and drawing on my 30 years of working with people who've suffered life-altering circumstances in Victim Is Not Your Name, I share secrets of those who've not only survived, but thrived and found their way back to their true selves. You'll learn how victim habits create roadblocks in your relationships and leave you feeling hopeless and helpless. You'll learn how victim habits hold you back and challenge everything you previously believed to be good and true. You'll also learn how to leverage forgiveness to break free from those victim habits and heal from the pain. And you'll learn what forgiveness is and what it is not. You'll also learn the six key strategies to effectively disrupt the victim habits so you can win the battle. Through real-world examples, engaging storytelling, and candid discussion, I'll guide you to recovery and healing. Armed with the tools in this book, you'll be propelled forward to the life you deserve. Find out more at victimisnotyourname.com and look for it on Amazon or wherever best-selling books are sold.